1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Huh. Check it
0: out, man.
1: The numbers told the story, they always do. So, one of those idiots
2: who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa.
3: Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network, all proudly. At Bar Canada at the D, it's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin on this Monday morning, guessing lines for week number six in the National Football League. Kelly, good morning to you. And let me just say the magic carpet ride of the first uh, four weeks of the NFL season is over. Week five, I didn't get, I'm trying to think if I got anything right.
2: Yeah, there wasn't much. There Not for wasn't you either. Much. <laughs> One in three contest week Packers pending bets were terrible. It was a bloodbath.
3: Quarterly booby for me. Let's go. <laughs> I, I wouldn't right. even know how to approach that though. Like I, I wouldn't mean, even know. I'll just just keep betting away, Gil. you maybe you'll continue the this. Pr-
2: the problem is, I don't want to derail us, but the problem now that I'm thinking about your spot because you went over, right? You went over. over, yeah. I was the, an over. The problem is with your spots. It's still early enough in the season, right? That like you it's too can't... Early
3: and it's also a five-week quarter, right? Yeah. Not a four. So if it was a so four, it makes it tougher. Yeah, yeah, five is ridiculous. There's no way you can, like, sustain.
2: So basically, you got the worst possible, worst possible. At the worst possible time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of weekend. Yep. Let,
3: let's update Survivor for those who are still alive in Survivor because we always start there. We don't want to, uh, we don't want to mess, you know, change that just because I'm out. And by the way, in case you missed it,
1: hit it. I'm a survivor.
3: That's what happened to me with Washington on Thursday night. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, 545 additional entries knocked out of Circa Survivor. That means for the entire Survivor contest at Circa, with one game pending tonight between the Packers and the Raiders, and I'm pretty sure only, yeah, only two uh, entries had the Packers tonight, so not much can change. Or I guess a few more have the Raiders, five have the Raiders, so incrementally uh, something could happen here tonight with one of those, or something will Barring uh, even with a tie, it would have both teams, so something will happen. But right now, 545 gone. That means 7,429 out of the original 9,267 are out. That means there are 1,838 entries left, Kelly. 1,838 heading into tonight, Jeez. which is over 80%. That's 80.17% of entries gone, not quite through week five of the NFL season. If you're wondering, how does they compare to last year? Last year? Eighty-eight point two nine percent were gone, so we're not even close, really, to last <laughs> year, which had uh, north of six thousand entries to start with. And another way to contextualize that is eighteen hundred thirty-eight left. While that means that eighty percent plus are gone, that's more entries than than st- we started with the first year we did Circus Survivor. Wow! So it's still wow. a mess of entries. Uh, that's but, incredible. Before the, incredible
2: growth by the Survivor. Incredible, Jeez. incredible!
3: Shout out to Derek Stevens yeah. and crew. Um, intrinsic value of each of the remaining eighteen hundred and thirty eight five thousand forty one dollars and eighty nine cents congratulations to those yeah. who are still alive dolphins and lions by the way uh responsible for over seventeen hundred of those eighteen. Thirty-eight
1: left.
2: Man, there were some brave souls this weekend. Chalkity already, chalk,
1: Chuck, already
2: in week five. Right? I'm just yeah. looking at some of those. Some of those have picked up one or two on the right hand side all the way. Man, you,
3: somebody, I, somebody played the Giants on one.
2: Like there. somebody played the Giants yeah. last week. Wow. Okay. No
3: picks. Two, two failed to submit. There were those.
2: Anyway, There's congratulations
3: that, yeah. to those who are who are still alive. Uh, dolphins and Lions easily getting that home. Commanders and Ravens. We predicted, we anticipated, the Commanders would be the third most selected. Uh, And the Ravens were the fourth, so they both go down by the wayside. Uh, What we do on this show each and every Monday and up until last week was a great first instinct of helping us win bets. Not so much last week. Didn't really work out. The Plinko chip didn't go our way.
2: Hey, we thought, we found, we thought you found one we loved last week, though. We <laughs> that did. That doesn't always happen.
3: But, but now here's the thing, because we had this conversation before we got on air, before we get to these games, because this is a whole process. We'll go through the, what happened yesterday and try to project forward. Um, we're very aware when we lose bets of, oh, well, if this had happened, we, we could have easily won. We're not quite that aware when we win bets, or at least we don't speak to it, that the same kind of good fortune oftentimes comes our way, right? There's a confirmation bias in that. And so um, we'll try to do better with that moving forward also when we win bets. But today, uh, just the Plinko chip didn't go our way in some of these. And then some of these are just kind of flat out wrong about or you just never had a prayer for other reasons, which we'll get into Uh, Let's begin with a Thursday night game this week and see if we can't find some value.
2: Yeah, you want to hit the open real quick? There we go. Guess how it's coming at you. I was, I was here like eight hours ago. By the way, does any
3: <laughs> any English words come out of your mouth there, or are you just like making sounds? I,
2: I, I just it, I'm just trying to do my best Bill, uh, Phil Swift uh, impression. Okay? Oh, is that it? Uh,
3: not really. <laughs> He's a Swifty. I got a lot Just rip. not the Swifty you think.
2: <laughs> That's right. All right, Broncos at the Chiefs AFC West Battle Division of Death from last year. Oh, Ber- well, Chiefs like 10 and a half.
3: It's the one in four Broncos against the four in one Chiefs. Can I also just say this also before we get into it? For Carolina, for those who, who rode the Carolina last winless, um, we won it fair and square in the end. We didn't need a rule to yeah, win it. Yeah, thankfully everybody won that. Everybody won that. And shout out to some of these 1-4 in four teams because they are the unsung heroes of us winning that bet. And I just want to say, I just want to go through all the 1-4 in four teams real quick. Uh, New England, thank you for beating the Jets. Uh, we won't count Las Vegas because they haven't played a fifth game yet. Denver, thank you for uh, coming back miraculously to beat the Bears that one time. Yeah. Uh, this is all that's had to happen. Hey,
2: this is this is speaking to what you brought up earlier.
3: Yeah, count, count where you're lucky. Hey, Giants, thanks so much for that dramatic comeback win against the Cardinals when you were down 21. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest one. Air, well, Den- well, Denver was just as bad when they beat Chicago. Yeah. Hey, Arizona, thanks for beating Dallas. Like, crazy, you beat Dallas. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, Minnesota, you beat Carolina, so that one, thank you. And Chicago, thank you for beating the Commanders.
2: Oh, that is amazing. Thank wild. you all that for winning wild. one game. It's amazing how two of those revolve around the Cardinals, too. Like, <laughs> the Cardinals are the ultimate bailout.
3: When <laughs> you, you think about, like, th- all those all those teams managed to find some ridiculous way of winning a game. Um, yeah. Even Arizona winning it handily was, was kind of ridiculous. Okay, Denver at Kansas City. Denver is one and four. That's what uh, triggered that in my head. Uh, this was, this was a, this was not a very, uh, just a, ama- like, for all the NFL Sundays we go through, this was not a great one, just in terms of action. Um, what was it that, that, uh, Scott Kazmar tweet also, where he said, the last 35 NFL games we've watched, so heading back two weeks now, three have had a fourth quarter change of score, fourth quarter change of lead. Three of the last 35. Uh, Jets and Denver. Jets held a uh, were held to a three and out first drive of the game. But a uh, Morstead, a Thomas Morstead punt. Marvin Mims Jr. fumbled. That set up the Jets on a uh, Sam Iquavoin uh, uh, recovery. The Jets took over at the twenty yard line. They still had to settle for a Zerline thirty yard field goal, three to nothing Jets. But remember that ended up being the margin of victory. That turnover to begin the game. Uh, Broncos came right back. They went seventy five yards. Jaleel McLaughlin, who had a thirty eight yard rush earlier on the drive, from Russell Wilson for 22 in the end zone. Broncos actually had the lead, 7-3, to uh, halfway through the first quarter. At this point, the Giants and the Jets were the only two teams in pro football to not run a single offensive play thus far while holding the lead. That would change for the Jets later. Morstead then pinned the Broncos deep in their own territory. Wilson got called for intentional grounding in the end zone, 7-5 to Denver. They would trade field goals, so 10-8 to Denver. I'm gonna kill Sean Payton as you know because he destroyed he we went after Nathaniel Hackett in the offseason, and I've berated him before because he acts like he's won 10 Super Bowls. He went after Hackett in the offseason. This is the poetic revenge. This is the poetic justice that had to happen. And in this game, north side of the two minute warning in the first half, 2.03 left, running clock. The Broncos have a second and goal at the Jets' five. Why run a play there, Sean Payton? Three yard loss for McLaughlin. They have to settle for a Lutz 22 yard field goal. Hmm, maybe if you played it differently, the outcome of the game would have been different. You putts. 13-8 Denver. They leave 148 on the clock. Now, he did get lucky there because the Jets matriculated the ball down the field and ended up with the ball at the eight-yard line, running clock uh, running clock after a C.J. Ozoma catch with nine seconds left on the clock and no timeouts and very little urgency getting to the line of scrimmage and the half expired on him. Hey, Zach Wilson, maybe run to the line of scrimmage next time. <laughs> uh, third quarter after a Broncos threw it out, Jets first play, Brees Hall for 72, 15-13 Jets. They would never relinquish the lead after that. Another Broncos 3-and-out. Jets do take their first snap with the lead this year. Zerline field goal 18-13. to Another Denver 3-and-out on a sack of Wilson on third down, but on the Riley Dixon punt, Xavier Gibson muffs it. Tremont Smith recovers for Denver. Two plays later, Broncos fumble it back on a pitch to P. Ryan that never gets to him fumble. Quentin Jefferson recovers for the Jets. Uh, at this point in the game, Denver had four yards of offense in the second half.
2: That's not good.
3: Uh, and, this is, and this is in the second half already. Jets get a 22-yard. Zerline field goal, 21-13. to 13. Jets, Broncos, uh, then lose those four yards on the next drive punt. Zerline, 49-yard. Field goal, 24-13. to 13. Denver finally woke up, went 75 yards, made it 24-21 on that drive. Uh, Jets got a deep... Wilson, a Conklin hookup for 37, but third and five at Denver 27. Wilson picked by Pat Sertan at the Broncos, 4 Two fourteen 14 left. Denver made some noise on the final drive. Wilson converted to uh, third and 14 after a sack on a two-yard pass to Judy. Uh, oh, excuse me, on a, uh, on a pass to Judy, rather. But two plays later, he got uh, ball poked out by Quincy Williams, picked up by Bryce Hall in stride to the house, 39 yards. Jets win it, 30-21. Congratulations to Nathaniel Hackett, 31-21. Pardon me. Jets get it done. Broncos fall to 1-4. and four. And then there's Casey I, there's not really much to say about that game against Minnesota, Kelly, other than it was 13-13 at the half. They had lost Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kansas City had in that game. He did return, and then the second half, Colts, uh, excuse me, uh, Chiefs' opening drive to get a touchdown, 20 to 13. They would extend it after a Vikings punt to 27 to 13, and they end up getting the victory in the end. Uh, Minnesota ended up with a 4th and 12 uh, at the Kansas City 24 with 4.54 left down a touchdown. But they had no timeouts, no Justin Jefferson for that matter at that point. Cousins threw it up, uh, and it was incomplete. And so it it ended that way, even though uh, Jim Nance was waxing poetically about this was the birthplace of the Hail Mary. It never actually (laughs) happened at the end because Kirk Cousins never got the ball off down seven. Uh, I will say... Kansas City minus seven and a half hosting Denver.
2: You're light. It is ten and a half, which I definitely didn't say. already. Ten and a half Chiefs, ten and a half mm. Thursday night. Chiefs hey, defense I, looking dang good, but there's some questions I think on that right- wide receiver. Yeah, ten court.
3: and a half's a lot, but seven and a half might be low for sure. All right, we'll come back. We'll do the we'll do the games on Sunday. No London this week, right? No London. We are overseas. Coming, oh, your- <laughs> coming back on a numbers game.
0: Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you.
2: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
3: Numbers
1: game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: The puck drops on the NHL season tomorrow, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get our all new NHL betting guide featuring previews for all 32 teams, futures bets, award picks, and season long props, first period betting strategies, Steve Mackinnon's power ratings, plus best bets articles five days a week once the season starts. This guide is a must have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season to get the VSEN NHL betting guide by becoming a a vcin pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe it's gil alexander it's kelly bidlin uh so uh two things happened in a span of five seconds apparently in that last segment one is you actually gave the line as you gave the game out and two (laughs) i didn't hear it and just ran right through it so maybe maybe we should restart this whole thing
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's that was not our best we just
3: just (laughs) needed a segment to to get sort of warmed up this morning.
2: I thought you were trying to How like, long have we been doing this? I thought you were trying to like cover for me. No, I was just... i just, I'm, on. I'm like, I, I gotta get into this. And then, yes, there's a game in London too,
3: yeah. Uh, I have two NFL bets that I made right before the weekend, which I will share here at the end of the segment. But let's do... We do have... You said you do a Off-air, you said we do have a London game. Yeah, we do have a London game. Okay. I needed
2: to check because I know we have the games in Germany this year, but they are later in the season. So we got one more game in London, then you're off for two weeks, and then two two weeks in a row in Germany. That's yeah. what you're going to get from Frank first. So Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, I will not give out the line first. This is the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. First, the Tennessee yeah. Titans
3: in and, London. And we will get to the Buffalo-Jacksonville game once we get to those two teams because much needs to be said about that. But Baltimore Baltimore is 3-2, and two, and they very easily could be 5-0. and oh. They had no business losing either of the games they lost—the one in overtime to the Colts two weeks ago, and then this yesterday to the Steelers—and it's one of these games where, well, I'll get through the play-by-play, play, but the the, it, you, the box score doesn't even capture it. Uh, Ravens second drive—they went fifty-nine yards. Justice Hillen from fourteen-seven to nothing. Ravens—they were up ten to nothing. A second and 10 at their own, 33, 541 left in the second quarter. Lamar to Hill. He was hit by Larry Ogan Joby. He fumbled. DeMonte Kazee recovered for Pittsburgh. That led to a Boswell 43-yard field goal. It was 10-3, Baltimore. And the Ravens were stopped on downs at the end of the half, fourth and two at the Pittsburgh, 23, 19 seconds left. They went for it. Lamar incomplete, intended for Flowers. That's your first half in a nutshell. Second half, teams traded punts three times, but on the third Baltimore punt, Jordan Stout blocked it out of the end zone, 10-5, Baltimore. 11:03 left. Pittsburgh started at their own 44 after 22-yard return on the free kick. Third and eight at the own 46. 9:52 left. Third quarter. Pick it to Jalen Warren for 23. Help set up a Boswell 25-yard chip shot. 10 to eight. This is 7 10 to go now. Steelers hold the Ravens to a three and out. But on the punt return, Gunnar Olszewski fumbled. Kevon Seymour recovered it for Baltimore. Returned at 19 yards. Baltimore set up first and goal. Lamar picked by Joey Porter Jr. on third and goal to 5.404 left. Steelers yes. down two. Steelers matriculate. Pickett to Robinson for 10 on third and nine. Pickett to Pickens for 21 on third and four. Two minutes left. They only did a field goal, remember. Second and nine at the Baltimore 41, one twenty-three to go. Pickett to Pickens for 41, touchdown over Marlon Humphrey, 14 to 10. Pittsburgh, two-point conversion fails, One seventeen left, no matter. First and 10 for Baltimore at their own 44, one twelve left. Lamar sacked by Alex Highsmith, fumbles recovered by T.J. Watt. Looks like the game was going to be over right there with Neil downs, but on third down, the Steelers get flagged for an illegal formation, which stops the clock. So Boswell has to uh, kick a 42-yard field goal to make it 17 to 10. But Baltimore got the ball back with 49 seconds left and a puncher's chance, needing 75 yards. But they net minus three yards. Steelers win at 17 to 10. Lamar, 22 of 38 for 236, no touchdowns, one pick, sack four times.
2: Forget forget the the procedural penalty. Did you did you have a problem with them taking a knee there on th- on that third down? No, because Baltimore would have they would have had barely
3: anything left on the clock at that point.
2: Yeah, I just I, they were kind of setting up. It was, they were playing the whole position for the field goal kicker thing, but it was like it wasn't like it was a short field goal. That, that's where I was a little surprised. And then they get the procedural penalty, stops the clock, gives the Ravens even a a chance of like a, a, a shot. Well, at that was just egregious in, hey, hey, in a weekend
3: of Mario Cristobal and Steve Sarkeesian, though. <laughs> Little Jimbo yeah, Fisher out of there. It's, not nearly as bad. it's yeah. really as bad. But but this is what I meant by the the box score doesn't capture this. Is that the you know the Ravens had the three total turnovers. They had two missed fourth down conversions, only one touchdown on three red zone trips. But what really hurt the Ravens was dropped passes. It was incredible. Aguilar, Bateman, Andrews—all drop passes in the end zone. And Zay Flowers on the first drive of the game—I don't know if you saw that—but Baltimore is matriculating, and he just kind of like let the ball go through his hands on a, on a, like a twenty-yard pass downfield. So I mean, a box score doesn't. It's like when a when a center fielder makes an unbelievable catch over the uh, the center field wall. Right. The play-by-play says uh, fly ball, center field, out. Right, it doesn't capture what actually happened in that game. So Baltimore just yeah,
2: seven dropped passes by wide receivers. Seven. seven,
3: seven. They're at Tennessee. Again, this is in uh, in London. Um, I assume this is in Tottenham again, just like yeah, last Tottenham, week. Yeah. Tennessee. So I I lost on this game. Tennessee Colts second possession. They're down three to nothing. Zach Moss fifty six yard scamper to the house. Seven to three Indianapolis. Forty one seconds left in the first quarter. Teams traded field goals. Ten to six Indianapolis. First and 10 for the Colts of their own 25-439 left in the second quarter. Anthony Richardson knocked out of the game with a shoulder injury on a tackle by Harold Landry the third. We find out it's some AC joint stuff this morning. Later that drive, fourth and inches at the Tennessee 5, 15 seconds left in the half. The Colts elect to go for it. Minshew incomplete intended for Kylan Granson. So it's 10-6 Colts at the half, and the Titans feel, feeling pretty good about themselves, and they feel real good about themselves after, on the opening drive of the second half, they go 75 yards. Tannehill to Hopkins for 16-36 and 36 on the drive. Tajay Spears in from 19 out. Tennessee took the lead, 13-10, 12-48 left. Indianapolis came right back, 75 yards, 22-yard P.I., the big play, Moss in from three seventeen to thirteen. Trade of field goals twenty to sixteen. Indianapolis fourth quarter. Tennessee, and so many of these games came down to a fourth down decision. Tennessee down four, fourth and one at the Indianapolis five, eight oh nine left. Derrick Henry stuffed for no gain by DeForest Buckner. And here's why I come back to the plinko chip just didn't go my way. He gets that one yard. It's a, maybe it's a completely different outcome mm. in this game. Uh, Titans didn't get the ball back. Till there was one minute left in the game after Matt Gay hit a chip shot. 28-yard field goal to make it 23-16. to Titans needed to go 75 yards in 60 seconds. No timeouts. They don't. Third and 10 at their own 40 with 30 seconds left. Tannehill picked by Julian Blackman. Ball game. Colts win it 23-16.
2: Yeah, there, there's my Tannehill I know. There's the Tannehill I know. That was one of the few winners I had yesterday. Actually, on the court. But I, I want to say,
3: but that's the thing. Like, We tend to – maybe we gloss over these when we win. Maybe we don't. Maybe the wins are are that much easier. I don't know. I can't remember anecdotally. But Derrick Henry gets that one yard or the Titans get that one yard. Maybe they win the game. But you know what? They didn't. And so that's that.
2: And you run that play every single time.
3: Every single time. It's Derrick Henry. It's Derrick Henry. Titans did the right – the one team where you can say, Mm -hmm. sneak, right, which we'll get to with Arizona. That's the one team where you're like, okay, Derrick Henry up the middle. Yeah, you should – I get it. That's what you should do. Uh, I'll say it's in London. I'll say Baltimore. Lazy minus three against the Titans.
2: Uh, interesting coming your way. This is uh, opened three and a half, four pretty much everywhere. Ravens. There are a lot of Ravens threes juiced now. So Titans taking early money. It looks like.
3: Okay, makes sense. Um, here are the two bets I made last week. I made a exact bet. Remember, I have the one in baseball. I have the Phillies to beat the Astros. In the World Series, 45-1. to Phillies up in their series against the Braves, one to nothing, And the Astros series against the Twins knotted up at one apiece. We'll talk a lot of baseball tomorrow with Sporer and Borchard. Um In football, I did one. Niners to beat the Bills at 25-1. to one. Now, I was feeling way better about that before yesterday when Matt Milano got carted off the field. Oh, man. But
2: that's... I don't want to overreact to Tottenham, Tottenham uh, turf or anything like yeah. that. But man, we're Bills oh. guys going down left and right. There's I mean, a lot I mean, of everybody.
3: Sl- a lot of slippage there in that game. Yeah, so twenty-five to one is what I bet Niners to beat the Bills. Uh, I think there was a lot of jet lag involved in that game yesterday. But the Milano injury on the heels of the Tre'Davious White injury that really concerns me. But I do think the Niners leaps and bounds uh, ahead of the rest of the field as we'll get to them later.
2: I don't want to. I, I don't want to ruin that breakdown. But the the did you catch this about them leaving on Friday?
3: Yes. Like
2: what or what? So, what?
3: So I'm glad you bring that up because my buddy who's on what? the What? My little buddy Owen who's on the uh the Ravens practice squad told me yesterday they are leaving today for like, London. Doesn't that make way
2: more sense like if way you if sense. you were going to go one way or the other well, like wouldn't a, it be a, immediately and acclimate yourself more
3: especially juxtaposed against the fact that Jacksonville was already there right. the week before and I hate myself because the week before I was making a big handicapping point about Jacksonville beating Atlanta and covering that right. spread because Jacksonville was so familiar with that whole itinerary and how they should do it and yet it didn't occur to me to say that same thing yesterday you know before the yeah. Buffalo game
2: I mean I heard that on, I heard that on the broadcast and then it was like okay I guess like let me make a mental note of apparently this is something I need to look into cuz I you told me it didn't look like that was a factor in that game yesterday oh.
3: Oh, we'll get to that recap, but like Buffalo looked jet lagged for at least a quarter in that game.
2: Bizarre,
3: yeah, kind of like us the first segment, <laughs> except we didn't fly overseas. Sorry about that. I do have one more bet that I made up uh, before the weekend, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, full Sunday slate of games. We only have, uh, I think, we only have a couple buys coming up, uh, as I recall. So we'll do that. Guessing lines for Week Six in the National Football League. Hopefully, you're playing along with it. The first step towards handicapping the upcoming week's NFL action. First step towards winning some bets. Maybe not last week, but every other week anyway. It's a numbers game right here at Visa the Sports Betting Network.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
0: National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
3: We get tweets at beating the book, sports pick magic. I'm still a survivor. Gill. got one left still out my original four. War of attrition. Good for you, man. Good luck to you, Kevin Ryan. Gil, funny how Bill doesn't look so good without Tom, and Sean doesn't look so good without Drew. Coach or quarterback, you decide. Yeah. So, since you bring it up, because I wasn't going to be annoying and do it on my own, but since you bring it up, Kevin Ryan, this is why Joe Jackson Gibbs should always be remembered as the greatest coach of all time. Period. (laughs) Period. Joe Theismann, Doug Williams, Mark Rippon. Period. (laughs) None of these guys could have done that. Anyway, thank you, uh, Kevin Ryan, for giving me the entree to do that. Bronson C. Are my clocks wrong? Where's Gill and Kelly? I said, um, where's Gill and A&G? Oh, we're here. we here. here. Uh, podiatron.
2: Maybe we got canceled somewhere.
3: Over-under <laughs> over under use of matriculating is five every Monday on A&G. Don't dicker with me, he said. <laughs> five. I don't think we've said it yet today, have I? Have I said it once? Maybe. I think you just did once this once already. already. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. There we go. Oh, yeah. It came out of my mouth just for reading it. <laughs> All right, what's next, Sunday morning?
2: All right, we are Sunday early morning commanders at Falcons.
3: Okay, Commodores lose on Thursday to the Bears, famously for some of us in Survivor. Atlanta, another one where the old Plinko chip just didn't go my way with Houston. Atlanta, after a uh, three and out, uh, fourth and one at the Atlanta 19 for the Texans, 10-42 left in the first quarter. They settle for a Fairbairn 38-yard field goal. Hmm, You don't look back at moments like that in the game, but perhaps that's why you end up losing. Atlanta then went 75 yards, helped along by a London to Johnu Smith, 22-yard trickeration. Ritter in from seven out, seven to three. Atlanta, 648 left first quarter. Nine to seven, Houston at the half after a couple more Fairbairn field goals. Third quarter, C.J. Stroud, Kelly, sets the record for the most passes to start a career without a pick at 177. He would add from there. He's uh, good. He's good. He's, like, first overall good. It's like he should have been the number one pick <laughs> in the draft at plus 230 or whatever I had him at. By the way,
2: you're going to hear this for eight straight or years. Plus
3: 350 <laughs> or plus 400. I can't even remember. After a Texans punt, Atlanta first and 10 at their own 28. Bijan tackled by Khalil Davis. Fumbles. Recovered by Dylan Horton. Another fair bear in field goal. 12-7. Houston, 935 left in the third. Falcons matriculate. Boom. That's two. Second and 10 for Atlanta at Houston 23. Ritter to John U. Smith. Hit by Graylin Arnold. Fumbles. Jalen Peacher recovers for Houston. Returns at 22 yards. But after a three and out, Atlanta goes 74 yards. Ritter shovel pass to Bijan from six out. Touchdown. Then a two point conversion from Ritter to Algier. 15 to 12 Atlanta. 12 12 left. But. After a Houston three and out, Ritter to London for 32 on the first play of the subsequent drive. That sets up a coup, 33-yard field goal, 18-12 Atlanta, 657 left, and the Texans come back 75 yards. Third and nine from the Atlanta 18, 154 left, Stroud to Dalton Schultz, touchdown, the Texans lead it, 19-18 with 149 left. Could it be? No. Falcons easily go downfield young Koo 37-yard field goal to close it at the buzzer. Atlanta wins it 21-19 walk-off for the Falcons. Ritter, 28-37 of 37 for 329. Good for him after people like me have been killing him. Yep, Good for game. him. One touchdown, no picks. He was not sacked. Four carries, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Atlanta was minus two in turnovers in this game. Only led to plus three net points for Houston. I will say Atlanta minus three hosting Washington. Judge based on how the market seems to love Atlanta no matter what. So I'll say Atlanta minus three.
2: Close. This is Falcons two and a half. Oh, okay. Not as much as I thought. So they even, them. yeah, you're even okay. a little high on the Falcons. Two, two and a half. They're pretty much everywhere.
3: All right. Let's squeeze some more. What do we got?
2: Vikings at the Bears. Early window.
3: Vikings, we didn't really talk about the Vikings game at Chicago. Chicago, of course, beating the, uh, the Commodes this past Thursday night. But that Minnesota Chiefs game, again, the very first play of that game, which I did not mention, first, very first play from scrimmage of that game for the Vikings, Cousins went to Josh Oliver. He was hit by Justin Reed. He fumbled. He recovered, was recovered by Brian Cook of Kansas City. And Kansas City on the short field, they went 45 yards on nine plays, Pacheco in from one, seven to nothing. There was a bunch of games yesterday where something right at the beginning of the game happened turnover-wise that ended up being the margin of victory. There it is again in the Minnesota game. Uh, I will say Minnesota is going to be a three-point favorite at Chicago. A lot of lazy guesses here by me. Just field goal
2: again. That is dead on, I believe. Hold on. Why can I not find this? Yep, Vikings three.
3: Vikings three. Okay. Cruising. All right.
2: Seahawks at Bengals early.
3: Seahawks on a bye this week, so we don't have to talk about them. But Cincinnati, this is a game. Okay, so we, on guessing lines last week, this was the – The line that I was the most incredulous about this year, and it was the second biggest discrepancy in my guess versus what the actual line was in the history of this show. The first one was a seven-point difference. We ended up getting the correct result based on what our guess was. Not this time, we didn't. Cincinnati, the, the, the main part of this handicap was that Joe Burrow can't move. He got sacked a bunch of times yesterday, too. What was but, your
2: original guess by the way, last week was it was it Cardinals Arizona one?
3: minus one and a half one and a half okay and at the time it was Cincinnati minus four mm-hmm. it moved while we were on air. It ended up Cincinnati minus three the whole right. week. Uh, Cincinnati after an Arizona three and out start this game, they went sixty four yards on eleven plays, mm-hmm. burrowed a chase from two out seven to nothing Bengals seven hundred nine left in the second quarter now ten to nothing Cincinnati ten to nothing Cincinnati cards went seventy five yards. Third and nine from the Cincinnati, 25 Dobbs to Marquise Brown, touchdown 10 to seven Cincinnati, 1225 left in the second quarter. By the way, I'm at 709 left in the first quarter on the first play. Uh, then a three and out for Cincinnati with Burrow getting sacked on third and five by Dante Stills. Cards then went 51 yards. Connor for 35 on the ground, the big play. Dobbs to Ertz for six from four out, 14 to 10 Cardinals, 828 left in the second quarter. but Connor hurt himself on that 35-yard play, would not return. Later, the Bengals that went downfield all the way. See, I say I'm downfield. I'm not saying matriculate just to go under here. Uh, <laughs> third goal.
2: I'm I'm manipulating the whole line. It gets in your head, Dave. Uh,
3: all the way to third and goal at the Arizona 1. Mixon was stuffed for no gain by Antonio Hamilton Sr. Then again by Kayvon Wallace on fourth and goal at the 1. What a stand by Arizona up 14-10. And you're like, Arizona's going to do this. Let's go. My under's live. My car. This is great. Second <laughs> place subsequent drive. Dobbs throws it behind the intended receiver. Picked by Cam Taylor Britt to the house, 17-14. Just yeah. like that. Cincinnati. one twenty-three left in the half, and that's how the half would end. But that was the first massive turnar- turnaround in this game. Yeah. So it's Bengals 17-14, first drive of the second half, third play burrowed a chase for 63, touchdown 24-14 Cincinnati early, not even a minute and a half into the third quarter. Arizona came right back downfield, 75 yards, Amari Dimercato from 11 out, now with Connor on the bench. 24-20, Connor hurt, 24-20 Prater completely hooks the extra point working with his new holder, the punter, Blake Gillikin. left in the third quarter. So it's a four-point game, and everybody at that point is like, oh, that'll never come back and haunt us on the spread here. I had plus four. A lot of people had plus three and a half or plus three. Cincinnati, third and seven at the Arizona 45. Burroughs then picked by Kayvon Wallace when his intended receiver slips. 3.46 left in the third quarter, still 24-20 Cincinnati. This is the biggest play in the game that shifted everything. We just talked about Tennessee had a fourth and one where Derrick Henry got stuffed, and the outcome of that game could have been very different. How about this? Cardinals get it fourth and one at the Cincinnati 16 down four, 149 left in the third quarter. And instead of putting Dobbs behind center and just sneaking it, he's in shotgun. They go east-west, one yard loss, tackled by Jermaine Pratt. You know what? He's like, there it is. Yep. I mean, the game, the outcome could have been completely different. Instead, after that, Cincinnati goes 83 yards on 15 plays. Burrow to Chase from three out, 31 to 20, 748 left. Then it was just a uh, uh, just a disaster for Arizona. Dobbs sacked by Trey Hendrickson. He fumbles. Sam Hubbard recovered. McPherson added a field goal, made it 34 20. Dobbs was then picked by Jermaine Pratt. Um, Cards did get the ball back with 316 left, but that would prove fruitless. 34 to 20 would be your final. Burrow, 36 of 46 for 317. He's back. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. And Chase, Jamar Chase, who says, I'm open. I'm always blank and open. 15 catches for 192 yards on 19 targets and three touchdowns. Is that good? Like that's a, not bad. That's a good season for bad. some people. It's a good month he had yesterday. <laughs> yeah. They outtime a possession to Arizona, 38-10 to twenty-one fifty. Anyway, I will say Cincinnati – I'm sorry about these, like, really lazy guesses, but Cincinnati minus three hosting Seattle.
2: Well, you're pretty much right on it. It is two and a half or three. Yeah. Uh, these
3: and, are kind of straightforward.
2: And I, I went right back to the well. With? So Seattle. You did. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, – this is – but I mean, Seattle coming off a bye. Yeah. I mean, their offenses look good. Defense. I don't really get this total either. We're at 46 in this game. The Bengals' defenses look terrible.
3: Burrow did get sacked three times. Yeah. Again, I, if that fourth and one play turns out differently, maybe the game turns out differently.
2: Like I understand we're talking about the what the look ahead was last week when it was eight and got all the way down to three. I guess I, the priors though still hold yeah. over for this Bengals team where they still have holes. By, I, I the way, really by the way, I want
3: to give the impression that, that, that for we're not for that one play. The handicap was that Burrow would be hampered. He didn't look nearly as hampered. Looks yesterday. a lot better. Yep. Being honest about it. more guessing lines on the other side coming up.
1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radios iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
3: skill alexander it's kelly bidlin by the way nice job by the wnba putting game one of the finals uh in the middle of a football sunday
2: what are they doing what are they doing with scheduling
3: aces win by 17 apparently
2: what was the other one uh it was something like in August, right? Where they were like, why aren't they playing right
3: now? Oh, yeah, there's a ton like of that.
2: that. All-Star break or something? I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what
3: yeah, it was. Well, baseball, the
2: scheduling in all these sports is terrible.
3: Baseball does it every day, yeah. right? It's like, well, there's nothing on. Why isn't there any? Like Friday. Why wasn't, why wasn't there any? Like yeah, I, I know. There was not a single thing. Not a single ride. baseball. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Blue Hen Bill. My five-team teaser yesterday was Miami, Detroit, Philly, San Francisco, and... Alas, Baltimore. Stop counting how many times I said. Hope that play doesn't bite me in the butt. Oh man, yeah. During the Baltimore game, catch the damn ball. He said. Scotty B seven two six, adding to the uh, the coaching discussion. Jimmy Johnson with Troy. He says. Mm hmm. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson had Troy, and not so much afterwards. Though he got to the playoffs without Troy. So you know. <clears throat> Steel City Jarhead. Why does Sean Payton's return remind me so much of Urban Meyer? I'm seeing the endings might be the same.
2: I mean, the other thing that's, I mean, it's one thing to have the cocky attitude in the summer, right? If you're actually winning games on the field, like I know the whole offseason champ line was dropped yesterday, but I mean, I don't want to say I'm feeling bad for the guy because I'm not at all, but oh my gosh, does everybody hate Sean Payton now? You went from a guy that was kind of beloved like nine months ago to uh, everybody in the NFL and all the media hate the guy. Well, I mean, yes. Yes. Because deservedly, you, you so. broke the code yes. with
3: Nathaniel. Hackett. By the way, Nathaniel Hackett and Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets couldn't have handled it more classy.
2: Right? Yep. Uh, no, seriously.
3: You went after Russ Inc. You you act like you won ten Super Bowls. You won one. You st- by the way you started as a scab in nineteen eighty seven. Let's like all of a sudden that's not a thing that that people want to remember about him. That used to be like the worst thing you could be. Yeah. Right? But, oh, you got a Super Bowl with Drew Brees, and so you think you can just mouth off about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> look at you.
2: I was I was so rude. I mean, I'm sure, just like a lot of people, like, I was I didn't have a single dollar invested in the game. I was rude so I. hard for the Jets. Me yesterday.
3: too. Me too. Everyone was a Jets fan yesterday. Bronson C. Sorry, Gil, someone didn't refresh their uh, YouTube TV uh ten fifteen a.m., and I still had the show on before you. I began to worry. Uh, just call me Bronson C. from under a cloud of smoke. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, Oh, uh, Scotty B. has a theory also. He said Cardinals, three covers against the NFC East. Gannon was the Eagles' defensive coordinator. San Francisco division game, first non-cover versus the AFC North. So he's a theory that because he was a NFC coordinator, he is better against NFC teams and specifically the NFC
2: East. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. We have a little more knowledge there. Let's get some more lines here. What do you got? Early window Sunday, Niners at the Browns. We still have
3: not decided—we still- we-, we have the first—you know, we have the last winless team in the Panthers. We still have not determined the final undefeated team. Both the Niners and the Eagles still remain undefeated. Niners crush the Cowboys last night. This was supposed to be the marquee matchup of the weekend. Uh, there was baseball on between the Twins and the Astros, simultaneous, concurrently with— the uh, the Niners Cowboys game, and each game was done in a blink of an eye.
2: <laughs> they were both smacking. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was
3: just a night of entertainment. San Francisco beats the Cowboys 42 to 10. Um, First drive, seven plays, 75 yards, Purdy to Kittle from 19 out, 7 0, Niners less than four minutes in. Later in the first quarter, Dallas first and 10 at their own five, Pollard hit by Fred Warner, fumbles, recovered by Kevin Givens, and I have no idea how that ball stayed in bounds. If the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, remember that play as a metaphor for everything, that that somehow impossibly stayed in bounds. That is everything that going your way. You're talented to begin with, and you even get
2: those going your so way. So do you ever get, like, I, I think this is just natural, too, but, like, you know when you, we see things happen, and we see one replay, yes. and you're like, okay, I know exactly what happened. Like, let's get to this already. Don't spend five minutes reviewing it. When that ha- when that play happened, yeah. I was like, guy. like, it's got to touch his leg. It's got to touch somebody's sw- leg. It's got to touch I somebody's leg. I swore
3: that it touched <laughs> Oren Burks' leg. Too. So the, the overhead angle of it, you know, uh, Tarrico and Collinsworth are like, oh, no, that's going to be Niners' ball. I'm like, what are yeah, you talking about? I was doing the same what thing. What are you talking about? It hit Burks' leg. I was doing the same thing. And then thing. they showed the other angle. didn't hit Burks' leg I, at all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was an optical illusion. I but
2: wanted to see that replay this, 27 times. I didn't believe it.
3: Offshore they used to they used to offer on the in the moment replay live replay odds will it oh, be man. overturned or not? I would have <laughs> lost everything on that one. <laughs> and it still existed. Um anyway, Niners start with the ball at the Dallas 16, but two plays in, first play of the second quarter, they're up 7-0 nothing. Second and fourth at the Dallas 10. McCaffrey gains 8 yards but then rolls over Jordan Lewis. Ball dislodged right into Lewis's hands. So Dallas is still only down seven to nothing, but then a Dallas three and out. San Francisco one play, thirty-eight yards, Purdy to Kittle, fourteen to nothing, and the route was on thirteen to sixteen, left second quarter. Um, and this brings up the the note about Matt Campbell that we have stated on this show for years and years and years, uh, which is how do you not win more than seven games anywhere every year when you had Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, and Brees Hall was like the greatest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brees Hall, it cannot be overemphasized how great of a running back Brees Hall was. Um, Parlay and I were talking about this again last night. You also had a great defense one of those years, too, at, right. at Iowa State. Um, okay, Dallas, 7-8 yards, Dak to Kevante Turpin from 26 out. Mike Tarico must must have had a Kevante Turpin prop because he acted like this was the greatest play that had ever existed. 14-7, <laughs> yeah. San Francisco with 7.45 left in the second quarter. I was like, Tarico, calm down. San Francisco then goes 9 plays, 75 yards, 5.09 uh that's how long the drive took McCaffrey in from 121 to 7 so as soon as Dallas you thought for a moment might be in this game nope 236 left in the second quarter that'd be the score at the halftime at at the half by the way also 21 to 7 San Francisco um Third quarter, twenty-one to ten. Niners go seventy-five yards again. Purdy to Debo for forty-three. The big play. Purdy to Kittle for the third time in the end zone from ten out. Twenty-eight to ten. San Francisco, seven twenty. Left in the third quarter. Then Dak picked by Deshaun Gibson. Third play into the ensuing drive. Niners go sixty-two yards. Purdy to check from one out. Thirty-five to ten. Second play next drive. Dak picked by Fred Warner. One play for the Niners. Jordan Mason in from 26, 42-10. You get the idea. Dak was picked a third play of the next drive as well by Oren Burks. That's how it would end, 42-10. to 10. Dallas was held to eight first downs. They were outgained 421-197. to 197. They were outgained 170-57 to 57 on the ground. Plus three in turnovers for the Niners led to plus 14 net San Francisco points directly. Um, you said they're at Cleveland?
2: Yes, 49ers Cleveland, Cleveland. Cleveland
3: coming off a bye, I will say. San Francisco. Uh, I want to give Cleveland some respect here. Minus four.
2: This is your debt. Forty oh, ers up to five now. Over at yeah, DraftKings shop around, because this is anywhere four to five out there right now.
3: Okay, my second my second bet that I made last week on. I want to say I made it on Thursday or Friday. And I, z- I zagged while everybody's zigging here. So I took Brock Purdy, not MVP, but Offensive Player of the Year, 75 to 1. And Michael Montesano and I were batting this around. Here's the theory if someone like Tua ends up compiling tons of stat, like just amounts of ridiculous stat line at the end of the year. With the the, the greatest show on turf, actually, Eclipsed, eclipsed, which we'll get to. Miami did the greatest show on turf through five weeks. We have Aaron Schatz coming up on the show later this week from FTN Sports, the the founder of uh, Football Outsiders and the creator of DVOA. He has already told us not only is he an MVP voter, but when he votes on MVP, he will always vote for a quarterback because just by his analytics mind, the value of a quarterback is so much greater than any other position on football. So the theory about McCaffrey winning MVP or Tyreek Hill or anybody else who's not a quarterback winning MVP is purged from his mind. I get it. He's only one voter, but I'm guessing he's representative of some others as well. And so my thinking is someone who will have a much more gaudy stat line will end up with the MVP, whether that's Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Tua Tagovailoa. And that offensive player of the year, which usually then becomes a depository for non-quarterbacks, will end up going to a guy like Brock Purdy who voters will say to themselves, we can't not give this dude an award because, again, he is number one in total QBR right now, 84.6. Josh Allen is a good 4.4, excuse me, 83.7. Josh Allen is a a full six points behind him. QBR, total QBR QBR scored out of 100. Brock Purdy's eighty-three point seven. Brock Purdy one twenty-three point one in passer rating, a full eleven plus points ahead of Tagovailoa, that scored out of one fifty-eight point seven. So Purdy for offensive player of the year, seventy-five to one. You can still get him at DraftKings at fifty to one. Shop around, you might still get him at seventy-five to one. For all I know, elsewhere.
2: I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's a good call. I know we'll, we'll talk for some more a little bit about the Cowboys later, but. Uh, they drop down. That, there's a clear top tier in the NFC. I don't think you can count the Cowboys in there.
3: Oh, I think there's a clear top tier in the NFL. It's one team, it's the Niners. And that four, five, six is just musical chairs. More guessing lines on the other side. Dan Levitard next on DK. We're coming back.
1: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHard Radio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly by uh, producer number nine. So much more than a producer, right here uh, from Bar Canada at the D. Guessing lines for week number six in the NFL really haven't found much value. Like the lines have been pretty easy guesses so far in all these games, sort of hugging the three in a lot of them.
2: Yeah, not a lot of not yeah. a lot of crazy action for me either. Bet on the Seahawks.
3: See, bet on the Seahawks. I said, I
2: said the smart smart thing off the air where it's, okay, if your Bengals laying three on the road at Arizona, now you're laying three at home to Seattle. You're basically telling me the Seahawks and the Cardinals are the same kind team if we're giving three for home home field advantage. So, I, you know, at least kind of close to that. So, yeah, I played the Seahawks plus three. It's not, not a huge—I'm not trying to fade the Bengals. Like, this is a team I was high on in the offseason. I, I just think that's quite the jump from one week to the next.
3: We get tweets at beating the book. That's a great, that's a great way to, to think of it. J&J watering hole. Happy to have one entry left in Survivor. I know you fell out, and that sucks, but I'm absolutely blown away looking through picks. Four different entries, four different participants, you guess, had, had all 10 left, 10, 10 entries left, and used every one of them on Washington— Survive four weeks of carnage where 77% are wow. gone and go all in on Washington. Ooh. Wow. Uh, and then people responding to my Brock Purdy Offensive Player of the Year bet. Broad Street Hustle podcast. Purdy 100-1 to 1 over at Advocate Clash. Synonym for FanDuel, of course. Mile High David. Purdy 66-1 to 1 at MGM. Uh, Master of Puppets. I see the path for Offensive Player of the Year award. But if San Francisco goes 16 or one or 15 and two, and he keeps putting up these numbers, how do they not give him MVP regardless of two of stats and at least a five-loss team? Master of puppets, you may be very right. I'm just saying that at 75 to one, where I got it, I like my path as a bet there. I really do. I think you know it's hard for us to see the way San Francisco is playing. But if they do lose three or four games, because you're right, if they go see, if they go to to use your records, 16 and one or 15 and two, that's a whole another. Uh, that's a whole story. But it's a long season. Uh, if, on the other hand, they're fourteen and three or thirteen and four, then I think I'm in play. Uh, let's see, doop doo. Mile High David. Of course, they limited me. He said. <laughs> I just want to throw that in as well, um, real quick, because I just want to I just want to get this in because we we don't talk college football till after Monday. You had Miami in a money line as part of a parlay.
2: Yeah, but don't worry, I had the Ravens in there too. Oh, you did. <laughs>
3: okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> I know, I know some folks who did have Miami on, on a money line in parlays, and it killed That them. is
2: brutal, man. The,
3: the thing is, the Mario Cristobal thing is real quick for those who missed it again. All, all Miami had to do was kneel on the football, go into victory formation. Instead, we talked about, so if you've been a numbers game listener for long enough, back in 2018, you, you will remember it distinctly when with Justin Herbert as their quarterback— Oregon, all they had to do was kneel it out against Stanford. Stanford might have gotten the ball back with like five seconds left in that scenario so it's because they had one timeout, but it's a little different. But all he had to do was kneel on it. Stanford ends up, they end up running the football. They fumble. Stanford recovers it. Stanford ends up tying it in regulation. Stanford ends up winning in overtime against Oregon, at Oregon. This happens again. This time, the game would have just been over, period. All Miami has to do is kneel on it. He doesn't. They fumble. Georgia Tech, three plays later, a 42-yard, uh, I believe it was 42 yards. Don't hold me to that, but a touchdown pass. Just a, a dime uh, thrown for a touchdown. And by the way, the wide receiver almost slides too early before he gets, like, just past the goal line. I'm like, oh, my God. Could you imagine if Georgia Tech had lost it on that? Um, by the way, that was, uh, oh, God. Uh, that was... Uh, I want to get the. Uh, I don't have the. I don't have the wide receiver's name. Donald Donald Cheney was the guy who fumbled it for Miami. Uh, Haynes King to Malik Rutherford for thirty. Then King to his right, perfect pass to Christian Leary, uh, behind the defense. Um, did you see Crystal Ball's press conference? No. Okay.
2: No, so didn't. You when this, Tell me about this, I
3: didn't like see a broadcast quality video of it, but I saw like one with grainy audio. And he's talking about, he's talking about, he's prattling on about taking a timeout and recalibrating and, oh, he emphasized two hands on the ball. Like, he's going through all these different things. I'm like, bro, just say you blew it. Mm -hmm. Just say you blew it. He's just dancing around. It's like, come on, man. Just own up to it. There is no, there is nothing you can. Anyway, it's just the worst. Tim was it? Tim Hasselbeck. This is the worst thing he's ever seen in coaching.
2: Uh, it was. Yeah. That, yeah, that's as bad as anything I've ever seen. And it's always tough. I didn't see the the press conference, but man, if he's really like that, I mean, what do you do all football practice? You're going around preaching to your quarterbacks and everybody on the t- team take responsibility for what you do on the field. You made a bad call, bro. Like you made a bad call.
3: There's there's this take thing, responsibility. There's for some R and B song. I can't remember what it was. But it was like ain't no party like a something like a Black Street party or something like that, there there ain't no stupid like college football coach (laughs) stupid. There just isn't. College football coaches are their own level of just absolute stupidity
2: and get paid millions. God bless everybody who bets that sport like oh, hardcore, man. I, I was on UCLA on Saturday. They almost had three heart attacks just on Saturday alone. These guys can't <laughs> kick. They <laughs> miss open passes. The coaches, jeez, man.
3: S- and Steve Sarkeesian. we'll get to this, though. Steve Sarkeesian. maybe run the play clock now. Just saying. Don't <laughs> be in touch,
2: maybe, maybe just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, ready to roll on? Yes, sir. Panthers at Dolphins.
3: The 0-5. Carolina Panthers, the last winless. And boy, did they earn it. At Miami, Miami's 4-1. and one. Oh, my God, is this spread going to be high? <laughs>
2: <sighs> um, I'm thinking about laying it, too.
3: <laughs> Carolina, I don't even know how much I have to go through this. I'll just go through the first part. First time Detroit touches the ball, three plays, 82 yards. Montgomery in from 42, 7-0 Detroit. Ensuing drive, second and seven at their own 31. Bryce picked by Aiden Hutchinson. It's like a scree Tried right? a little dump off
2: pass, and Aiden Hutchinson like just stuck his arm out. Did you catch the note that he has four career interceptions now? Does he really? Yeah, that's no. incredible.
3: Yeah, it's incredible. Super athletic. Uh, short field for Lions. Five play drive. Golf to Laporta. Fourteen to nothing. Panthers then did did go seventy five yards on fourteen plays. So it was fourteen to seven, but it was seventy five yards on fourteen plays. Like there's. And again, I love Bryce Young. He's a great kid. But this is why this is why I got killed in the NFL draft betting cuz I just thought there's no way they're drafting him number 1. I love the kid but it's like 14 plays to go 75 yards. That that drive took forever. But they do cash it in 14 to 7. And then after a Lions turnover and downs when they failed to convert a fourth and four at the Carolina 37, this was the one moment in the game where Carolina was actually into it, but Miles Sanders immediately fumbled on the first play of scrimmage on the ensuing drive, recovered by Will Harris, and then Lions converted a fourth and one on a Montgomery three-yard one on their way to a Goff to Reynolds one-yard touchdown pass, 21-7. The route was on because the first play the following drive, Bryce got picked by Jerry Jacobs, 28-7. It was 28-10 to 10 at the half, Then they just traded touchdowns 35-10, to, uh, to then 35-17, 42-17, 42-24 is your final. Minus three in turnovers for Carolina. That led to plus 21 net Detroit points. Carolina, every bit the 0-5 they ought to be, and every bit the worst team in the NFL currently, for sure. Miami, whew, they crushed the Giants. First drive for the Dolphins, 89 yards, two at a waddle from two out, seven to nothing Miami. Then after Gonneau missed a 55-yard field goal, Miami first and 10, the Giants 43, 13 minutes left in the second quarter. A-Chan tackled by Xavier McKinney, fumbles, recovered by Thibodeau, but the Giants can't do anything with it, three and out. Miami then third play following drive, A-Chan from 76 yards out, 14 to nothing Dolphins, 10 2 left second quarter. Now a 14-3 game. Now this is where I was like, okay, wait a minute. The Giants could do something here. Fourteen to three game. Miami has a third and goal. The Giants four on a drive where Tyreek, by the way, was clocked at twenty two point zero one miles per hour on a
2: sixty four yard pass and catch. Miami Dolphins players hold the top seven speeds uh, recorded in the NFL this year. Twenty two miles an hour. It's insane. HNS has the next. You ever two. seen
3: the open of Six Million Dollar Man? This is before your no. time. It's the greatest television show open of any in history. I-, I invite you to YouTube it later. Okay. After the show, not now. But it's like a minute-long Steve Austin, a man barely alive. We can rebuild him. And he becomes bionic. So, oh, It's the greatest thing yeah, of my yeah. childhood. I mean, anyway, I know the show. Just, they yeah. clock him at like 60 miles an hour running. <laughs> Tyreek's at 22. He's almost there. Uh, that's almost, you know. Uh Okay. Uh, but then it's, uh, so, so the, the Dolphins are knocking at the door to go up 14. Two is picked by Jason Pinnock off the deflection. 102 yards to the house, 14 to 10 Miami. It would be uh, 17 to nothing at the half. A lot of Miami first half backers lost on that. Oh, it was brutal. Yep. All right, uh, first drive of the uh, half, second half. Miami's up 17 to nothing. uh, 17 to 10. Pardon me. Tua to Tyreek for 69. Most of it yak. 24 to 10. By the way, that's a great example of why is it really Tua? Come on. Like these guys are just incredible. Tyreek is ridiculous. It was 24 to 10 at that point. Uh, later, same score to a lazy pass picked by Bobby Okereke. That led to a Gino field goal. It was 24-13, 420 uh, 426 left in the third quarter. But the Dolphins went 75 again. Mostert had a run of 23 on the drive. He took it in from two out, 31-13. to 13. And at that point, Miami passed the greatest show on turf, the 2,000 Rams, uh, for most yards through five games, 2,545. And that was still with a quarter of football left uh later daniel jones got sacked by van Ginkle, and he was knocked out of the game so tyrod taylor had to clean it up for the giants but 31-16 was the final 2 a 22 of 30 for 308 two touchdowns two picks he was sacked once h chan 11 carries for 151 and a touchdown a fumble lost how about HN chan for offensive rookie of the year huh D- do you know what his hill ate for 181 and a touch by the way
2: i just i just pulled up h chan's stats
3: 9.7 yards per play for miami 9.7
2: wilds. 8-8 on the season, 38 carries, 460 yards and five touchdowns. That's more than 10. That's more than 11. <laughs> it's 12, 12.1. 12.1. It's insane.
3: Um Miami by 17? Is that too high? Yeah, you're you're too high. 14 Oh, see, I was going to go 14-and-a-half, but usually when I guess 14-and-a-half, I'm always undercutting
2: it. Oh, I, I hear you. There is a 13-and-a-half out there. I am heavily considering it. Oh, I will lay that. Yeah, I am,
3: because, I am considering the
2: Dolphins, the Dolphins aren't the best team in football,
3: but this is a game where they will score 100 bajillion points.
2: I think another important note, too, is Carolina has their bye after this game, so it almost feels like they're limping into this game and fix whatever in the bye. Uh, I can't believe I went high on that. Coming back, more games to guess.
3: Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
0: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
1: a numbers game on vsin the sports betting network
3: hey before you make your next bet be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data That's- Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out, all of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Steve Fezick has uh, just texted me. Six million dollar man reference cashes at 100,000 to one on the show. <laughs> I was telling Kelly we This is the
2: greatest <laughs> off-air conversation
3: I've ever had with
0: you, Gil. This is, this is
2: the most, most fun conversation I, I've ever had with you. I loved
3: like so many of my men of my age currently. <laughs> when we were kids, I, and I represent a whole generation, I loved the 6 million dollar man Steve Austin played by the Great Lee Majors so much that I used to run slow motion <laughs> next to my mom and then I would stop and squint he had he had long distance vision and yeah. i'd go i'd squint and i'd go you find your
2: target yes yeah.
3: <laughs> and my mother would be like what are you doing why are you behaving like this like she like i wanted to be i wanted to be steve austin so bad kelly that i wanted to get into a major accident yes gil said this off the air, so that yeah. i could become bionic <laughs>
2: Young child Gil would like to have been by a bus to have the opportunity to be rebuilt. <laughs> In the same way that
3: I want to get bit by a spider so I could be Spider-Man. Oh, you don't want to be man. that?
2: I hear you. No, it is the, uh, oh, it is the on, it, it, you said it, it is the mind of young boys and we barely grow up. I, I, I was laughing at you, but even me for my age Bro. group, it was the T-1000 from T2. It, it's the I th- wanted to be made out of metal that <laughs> could just like reform, like it'd be all good. It's the
3: biggest secret like our girlfriends and wives don't know. It's like, and here's the thing, I don't know that my brain has really evolved. Right, I'll be I mean, like,
2: let's be, let's be honest. You, you still wish you could be him, right? <laughs> so, like you, got, if you knew you could be rebuilt, you would take getting bro. hit by a bus. T- walking, out
3: Tyreek can, can run twenty two point zero one miles per hour. Steve Austin goes sixty, bro.
2: Oh my god! You know what? We're talking about fictional characters yeah. right now, but I texted you about a real human being who's my new, my new superhero. Who's that? It is a man who made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame two years ago. Had an incredible NFL career, is worth an estimated $45 million. Yeah. And he's a whole one year older than me, and his name is Calvin Johnson. And I've never felt like a bigger loser in my life than what they showed him at the Lions game yesterday.
3: Calvin Johnson got to figure it out.
2: Now. He got to figure it out. He's not even
3: 40 yet. He's just rolling around with all that money. Calvin Johnson just represents somebody who's like, not everybody loves football, not everybody loves getting hit. He's like, I did everything I needed to do,
2: I'm the greatest there ever was. Just walks around like a king now. I see around like a king. Oh, man, that was good. All right. Um, I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> Colts, we at Colts, Colts at Jags. Colts, Colts at Jags. Early
3: Colts we still. talked about, they, they end up winning behind Gardner Minshew. Richardson ended up 9 of 12 for 98. No touchdowns, no picks. One sack before he was uh, pulled from the game. His shoulder injury. Uh, we'll get the details. Further details on that today. Minshew, 11 of 14 in relief for 155, and the Colts seven point win over the Titans. Zach Moss, 23 for 165 and two touchdowns. And then the case of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were in London. They had been in London. They'd already won a game in London, and the Bills show up on Friday. Friday. Getting some of uh, my buddies saying it was Thursday. Either way, late in the week, and they seemed legit jet lagged early. Yes. 11 to nothing Jacksonville in the first quarter. Buffalo didn't get their first first down till the closing seconds of the first quarter. They did not cross midfield until just over four minutes were left in the half. They did matriculate 86 yards in all uh, to cut the lead to 11-7, to uh, 114 left in the half. But Jacksonville went downfield with ease. They got to third and two at the Buffalo 12 with 17 seconds left in the half after Buffalo may have uh, bailed out Jacksonville by calling a timeout with Jacksonville not set and only three seconds on the play clock. And AJ Epinesa hit Lawrence's arm, forced a fumble and recovered it. So the bills went from worrying they're going to give up a quick seven and trying to hold Jacksonville to a field goal to not giving up a point. And the bills had the ball to start the second half. So you're like, wait a minute, maybe the bills will figure this out. Maybe they'll win. Maybe they'll even cover. No. Um, Just, just a terrible second half for Buffalo. Um, In what amount? It was. It was. First of all, Jacksonville went ten plays, ninety-two yards. Etienne in from six with seven forty-four left to make it eighteen to seven. Until that point, both teams had really been gaining a lot of yards and just not scoring any points. It was a really weird game. There was tons of yards, but very few points scored. So then it was eighteen to seven. Jacksonville seven forty-four left. Buffalo then went eighty-five yards, helped along by both an unnecessary roughness and roughing the passer penalty. Then after an OPI in the end zone that negated a Gabe Davis touchdown from nine out, Allen went to Davis from nineteen out. Two point conversion failed. Eighteen to thirteen, Jacksonville four o three left. Here came the scoring. Jacksonville third and fourth their own thirty one three fifteen left. Lawrence to Ridley, who had been killing Buffalo. Calvin Ridley had. On third downs all day, does it again this time, gets him for 32. Two plays later after the Bills had used their last time out, Etienne in from 35, 25-13 Jacksonville, 256 left, you figure that's the ballgame. But no, Buffalo, four plays is all it took them. Allen to Deontay, Hardy for 43, then to Davis for 29. They go in from three, two plays later, 25-20. Onside kick coming, but it fails. And again, the big upshot of this game, Matt Milano believed to have a leg fracture out for the season Jags win it by three, excuse me, by five, 25-20. Lawrence, 25-37 for 315. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked five times, seven carries for 31 yards. Two fumbles lost. Etienne, 136 on the ground and two touchdowns. Ridley, seven for 122. Jacksonville, 474 total yards of offense. They outgained Buffalo on the ground, 196-29. to And out-TOP'd him, out-time of
2: possession him, 38-12 to 21-48. Domination, when the Jags had to have, with, with especially when you're talking, had to have regardless, but then you get a sleepwalking Bills team walking sleepwalking. in there, and it was, yeah, I have a lot of Jags division tickets. That was, when it was evident that the Bills were sleepwalking, it was oh. like, man, Jacksonville, don't blow this, because it's kind of been the story of their season so far. You rack up the yards and stuff, you're not getting the points, not scoring. I have, so here's, I've come to this with Trevor Lawrence.
3: I've made my peace with Trevor Lawrence. He is a great pure passer, like purely passing is super on time on target. Mm -hmm. But he has very little feel in the pocket for somebody coming at him. And then when he gets hit, he has a very high rate of losing the football compared to others. You
2: just described Lamar Jackson, I think, too. Um,
3: Uh, Say Jacksonville minus four
2: over Indianapolis. Dead on. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Dead on there. What's next? Next up, we have the Saints at Texans. Oh, boy, Saints.
3: (laughs) Uh, Saints shut out the Patriots 34 to nothing. This is the game I wanted no part of. You are Matt, like, I was wrong on everything this week. I played
2: the f- stupid Patriots. In you the, did? Uh, you know, I had that contest. Uh. Yeah, that was one of my contest losses.
3: 0 game. New England, second possession, third and six of their own 24. Jones, Mac Jones, picked by Teron Matthew, 25 yards to the house, pick six, nothing. New Orleans, seven zero two left first quarter. Then Chad Ryland missed a 48-yard field goal. Like, nothing is going right for New England, even their field goal kicker. Saints go 62 yards. Carter Thomas for 26. Carter Shahid for 25. The big plays: Kamara in from two out, 14 to nothing. New Orleans, 14-23 left in the second quarter. Then after New England three and out, New Orleans goes 64 yards. Carter Kendra Miller for 33. The big play: Carter Olave from five out, 21 to nothing. 10:47 left second quarter. That'd be the score at the half. Opening drive, third quarter, third play: Jones pitches poorly to Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Stevenson balls loose. Saints Cameron Jordan falls on it, leads to a group a 54 yard field goal, 24 to nothing. Then the Patriots uh, go four and out. That includes a 28-yard pickup. The reason I bring that up is because that 28-yard pickup from Jones to Kendrick Bourne put the Pats over the 100-yard total total yards mark finally in the game. And then later in the corner, <laughs> uh, later in the quarter, Jones was picked by Pete Werner. That one wasn't really Max' fault on that one. But still, Saints take over at the New England 31. Six plays later, Carr to Foster Moreau six-yard touchdown was 31 to nothing. Zappy was in the rest of the way. You get it, 34 to nothing. Carr 18 of 26 for 183. The Pat- the Saints held the Patriots to eight first downs and 156 total yards, 28 of which were on that one play, and it didn't mean anything. They outtime of possessioned New England, if you will, 39, 34 to 20, 26. They were plus three in turnovers that led to plus 17 New Orleans points.
2: Yeah, Saints' defense is good. Patriots' offense is worse. Much worse.
3: Where are the—I mean, this is Bill Belichick's nightmare.
2: Nightmare. It's it's like the only reason I include in the contest, and I never never do this, Gil, right? But I'm like, you need one more, right? Bill Belichick can't possibly fall down on his face again after what happened last week. This, this is getting embarrassing. I mean, I had unders and alt-unders on the Patriots before the season. But it, this, this offense cannot do anything. And now you get to the point where it, it looks like the defense is kind of acting like, well, we got no hope on the offensive side of the ball. and eh, Now we're seeing these scores start to trickle up on the other side. I don't know if this defense is as good as everybody thinks right now. And, they, and they've lost pieces. If this continues,
3: and it's a big if because they got crushed the last two weeks. Yeah. So, could, so to anticipate them getting, you know, crushed every week. Might be a little much, but if it were to happen, you are getting to the point where when in, when you discuss Bill Belichick's legacy, you'll be, like, oh, incredible, six Super Bowls, unbelievable. And then in the very last sentence, in a whisper, you'll have to be like, hey, he did kind of suck at the end, though, with yep. Brady. I mean, yeah, uh, you, who are they playing at, Houston, you said?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah St. Stroud, uh,
3: uh, Stroud, 20 of 35 for 249 in defeat against the Falcons. Houston was plus two turnovers in that game, but that led to only plus three net points for Houston. Uh, I'll say New Orleans. I still don't have my hands wrapped around New Orleans. I'll say minus two and a half. I guess yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yes, because it's not three, right? So it's yeah. gonna be a tick below that. Yeah. These are kind of easy guesses on these.
2: This was the. Uh, I don't know if I'll do this with the Texans this week, but it, it goes. It goes back to that Falcons game. Falcons. Commanders. Commanders catching two points. Like, hey, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep looking to tease up. Tease up against the Falcons. It's just. They, they can do what they do with do what they want on the ground with their defense, man. But I don't see. I don't think they're winning by multiple
3: scores. Is it weird that the only team I like so far is Miami, laying all that? No, jeez. Coming back, more guessing lines. Uh, we are overrun by uh, Steve Austin six million dollar man tweets on Twitter. So I'm just not gonna.
2: That's <laughs> not surprising.
3: Let me, just, <laughs> let me just blanket answer some of them. Uh, one, yes, I had the uh, the the uh, the action figure where the sleeve rolled up and you could see the Bionics the forearm. Yes, I did have that. And uh, not so much a crush on Lindsay Wagner when Bionic Woman came out, because I still had eyes for Farrah Fawcett Majors when she was on the Charlie's Angels that one year. Couldn't really get over her. What did you uh, say about her one time? Oh, she, Farrah Fawcett Majors was... That's a great recall you have. She's the, she is the first girl who ever made me feel funny. Was the way that I processed That's it exact, as a yeah, child? Yeah, said it on yeah.
2: primetime action. Yep.
3: Yeah, she's the first girl that made me feel funny. I was like, I don't really understand this feeling. The minds of minds, of children. This is a very open to numbers <laughs> game today. Very strange guessing lines. We really haven't found that much value, so we figured we'd give you some value elsewhere.
2: Oh my God! Well, we got
3: some Brock Purdy in there, and All some, right. uh, some uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, the bil- the uh, Niners, exactly with the Bills. All yeah, right. There you go. We got more
2: ready for afternoon games. We're in the afternoon window. Wait, we got before, a-
3: before you do it, Fezzik. Fezzik chimes in. This is my favorite thing of the whole thing. Fezzik chimes in was the best episode ever was the one where they, where they were held hostage with Larry Zonka and they played football <laughs> versus the bad guys. <laughs> Phenomenal. Someone wrote that script.
2: Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, right. Late window Patriots at Raiders.
3: Uh, okay. We just went through the Patriots getting housed by the Saints. Mac Jones, 12 of 22 for 110. Uh, that's the guy they wanted to trade up for. He would have been better than Trey Lance.
2: He doesn't finish the season.
3: 12 for 22 for 110. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked twice. He lost the fumble. Zappy, three of nine for 22 in relief. Again, the Patriots only had eight first downs, 156 total yards. They were out time of possession, 39-34 to 20-26. They were minus three in turnovers, led to plus 17 New Orleans points. And then the Raiders. The Raiders played tonight against the Packers. Do you have any play on tonight's game here?
2: Uh, I do have the Packers te- in a teaser close to close out. You do? With the Texans from yesterday. Okay.
3: I'm getting hit up for tickets for this game. I have no feel for this. Is the game I wanted no part of tonight?
2: Do, do people hit you up for tickets as often as they hit me up? Like I have any connection whatsoever?
3: Probably not. I okay. don't get a lot of people I... hitting me up, but I have no connection whatsoever.
2: <laughs> no no yes. connections whatsoever.
3: Yeah, I I made this a pick'em because I have no idea how you can line this game right now.
2: Oh yeah, this is uh, fa- it's fascinating to me. This is Raiders three. Whoa! Yes, a full three, a full three on the Raiders.
3: Uh, have open, a,
2: I think it opened most places two and a half. It got bet up to three.
3: In the words of Ron Flatter, and the pronunciation of Ron Flatter,
2: why? Uh, I can't answer that. I do have a bet on this game. It's on the total, though, because I don't understand this either. I went under 43 on this game.
3: I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, bet, I'm rushing to bet the Patriots or anything, or the Patriots are any good, but why did the Raiders lay three? Okay. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I bet you it comes comes down after they lose at home tonight. <laughs> I have no feel for that game tonight. All right. Uh, all right. Cardinals at Rams. NFC oh, West.
3: we do have to discuss that. So Arizona, as we talked about, lose to the Bengals. Dobbs ends up 15 of 32 for 166. Two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked three times. They were minus two in turnovers that led to plus 10 Cincinnati points. And they were out time of possession by the Bengals, 38, 10 to 21, 50. Okay, the Rams. The Rams, you know how you just said that, oh, I needed one more pick in my, uh, in my millions? The Rams were mine. Mm, yeah. Uh, Eagles take the opening drive, 50, uh, 75 yards, Hurts to Goddard from six out, seven to nothing. Eagles, 837 left first quarter. Ensuing drive, fourth and long, fourth and a long one, pardon me, from the Philadelphia 22, 405 left of the half. Stafford to Cup for 12, his fourth catch of the drive. He'd, get, he'd catch another for a fifth catch on the drive. RIP my Puka Nakua, Offensive Rookie of the Year ticket. Then Stafford to Atwell from three out, seven to seven, 201 left of the first quarter. No one told me that Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup do a podcast together. There's no chance Puka Nakua <laughs> is winning offensive rookie of the year. It's like, have you ever, do you ever play a pickup football oh, game where the quarterback and like his best friend were on the field? Sure. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm open every play. You're not gonna, <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter. You're not going to throw yeah, it to no, me? It
3: doesn't matter. That's, it feels like Puka Nakua now. That's <laughs> anyway, 7-7 uh, seven to seven, after the team's trade punts. Philly gets a 34-yard field goal from Elliott. They go up 10-7 to seven with 2.15 left in the half. Rams went 75 yards in 103 seconds, though. Stafford to Nakua from 22 out, touchdown. 14 to 10, Rams. But there, this is when you knew it wasn't going to work out. 32 seconds left in the half when they go up, when they go up 14 to 10. 32 seconds. Hertz to Brown for 38 with a horse collar tacked on. Then Hertz underthrows Brown in the end zone to induce the flag. And with two seconds left in the half, first and goal at the one. Tuchus push, converts easily. What a drive, touchdown drive, 32 seconds, 17-14 to 14 Philly at the half. And by the way, I'll repeat what we said on the Megapod two Megapods ago and when Matt Brown was on with us on Friday, two Fridays ago. You should not ban the Tuchus Bush. You should not, you know, should other teams be doing it? Yes. Should you ban it? No. But should you allow the defense to be able to push on their teammates back? Yes. Because unless you do that, then it's ridiculous. Yeah, agreed. Third quarter after the Rams punt. Eagles go downfield. First and 10 at the Rams 20. 7.41 left in the third quarter. Hertz picked in the end zone by Akello uh, Witherspoon. Rams punt. Then Philly takes over eight minutes off the clock. Eight-minute drive, but settle for an Elliott 26-yard field goal. 12.29 left. 20-14 to Philly. And then after another Rams punt, Elliott 26-yard field goal. 23-14 to Philly. 4.06 left. Back door open, though. But Rams stopped on downs, get it back again with 101 left at their own, I'm not sure what yard line. Back door still open. That would go nowhere, special <laughs> ballgame. Stafford, 21 of 37, 222. Two touchdowns, no pick. He was sacked four times. Cup, 8 for 118. Nakua, 7 for 71 at a touchdown. Rams were outgained, 454 to 249. Rams by 4.5, hosting Arizona.
2: This is 5.5 to 6 oh, in favor man. of the Rams which seems pretty aggressive to me as much as I like the Rams, but I think I I'll guess. be staying away from that one. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, next up. Do we have one? Yeah, we yeah. got time for one more. Yeah. 425 Eastern Eagles at Jets. Okay,
3: Eagles 5-0, and just like the Niners. And, and when we do our power rankings, like I said, Niners are 1. I've had the Chiefs lodged at number 2, which is, again, the Niners are 1 with a bullet. Yeah. For sure. Chiefs are a 2, and... Then then it's sort of like three, four, five, six. Bills, Eagles, Cowboys. Who am I forgetting? Bills, Eagles, Cowboys. Duh.
2: Bills, Eagles, Cowboys
3: Bills, Eagles, Cowboys. <laughs> oh, uh
2: Dolphins. Dolphins, thank, thank you, you for Maddie. God's sakes. Anyway,
3: <laughs> we've been we've been musical, by the way. i uh, did you all enjoy that four <laughs> seconds, by the way? I'm uh, really on fire today. It, uh that musical chairs, I think Philly goes back to the
2: front of the line again. Because, like, they're they're just yeah, ridiculously it, yes. good. I, I was going to say, yeah, I think they are they are two to me. Yeah. And, but you're right. Well, there is a gap. I don't know if they're two, but they're three. They're oh, three to I six. Think I, I think i them over the Chiefs right now. Maybe so. I think so. Hertz ends up 25
3: of 38 for 303. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. 15 carries for 72 yards and a touch. Brown, he's very mouthy. Brown is these days. Have you noticed that, A.J. Brown? He's got to talk, schmack, every time he catches a pass. 6 for 127, Goddard, 8 for 117 and a touch. Again, they outgained the Rams, 454 to 249. And then the Jettisons, the Jetropolitans in their win over the Broncos. Zach Wilson, 19 of 26 for 199, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Brees, Brees Hall, one of the great college uh, running backs you'll ever see. 22 for 177 and a touch, three catches for 17. After the game, C.J. Ozoma when asked about his reaction to the Jets' win over the Broncos after all the offseason stuff. Blank him and blank them. Unquote. <laughs> Actually, I have it written down in my notes, except with not blanks. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was, was going to say, because I didn't really catch many many of the guys going after him. No, they asked C.J. Ozoma, Good for him.
3: And he said, blank him and blank yeah, them. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Philly by seven on the road at, against the Jets. I mean, their defense is still good,
2: the yep, Jets. Six and a half. We are under seven everywhere. I don't think it's hit uh, oh, okay. seven anywhere, but six, six and a half, you're in that range. It's um, pretty much painted six and a half now.
3: So the Jets, remember, I'll say this again, before the season started, right? The six-game gauntlet with Aaron Rodgers. I said, they'll take a three and three right now if you give them two truth zero. When they won the first game and Aaron Rodgers was done for the season with Zach Wilson, I said, okay. They're 1-0. They'll take a 2-4. and Well, they got their second win yesterday. So, don't expect them to win here. This yeah. would be a gravy win for them. It
2: really would. But this, really th- would.
3: thank God for them that the gauntlet ends after this one.
2: Yeah, this, is, uh, this game's interesting. I think I'll have a piece of the Eagles somehow. I don't know, maybe a money line, line parlay or something like that.
3: The Eagles are they just like those drives yesterday mm-hmm. against the Rams. And I know the score wasn't like this massive defeat, but they held the like <clears throat> there was that one drive where it was over eight minutes and only ended up with a chip shot field goal. They just they just wear you
2: out. Uh, it's, it's it's yes, it is. It is that. It feels like it is just they're wrecking your soul. Because yes. it's like they come back that next drive. Like they'll have one of those drives, then they come back the next one. and It's like, oh, AJ Brown's wide open by 20 yards, like chunk play, chunk play, chunk play. It's crazy.
3: That no, uh, Derek, uh, Doctor Eric Eager, I talked about on the Megapod had this theory about how the Eagles, you know, they haven't really beaten anybody last year, or this year. Yeah, but they just keep banking wins. Uh, yeah, keep banking wins, and, and this is like they just played their preseason, the first three games of the of the NFL regular season. They're rounding into form. We got a few more games to get to guessing lines, numbers game, Visa, and the sports betting network.
1: numbers game on viscent the sports betting
3: network does like uh, ain't no stupidity like college football coach stupidity because college fo- football coach stupidity don't stop
1: <laughs> oh we're on air
3: uh, become a visa pro subscriber today get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests you'll also get unlimited access to our visa.com slash picks page sort picks by sport matchup event date and more check the top viscent experts leaderboard to view betting records profit and ROI and see which viscent expert has the hot hand for viscent pro picks betting splits power ratings plus 24/7 video access become a a Visa Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSIN.com slash subscribe.
2: Hey, and shout out to everybody out there who uh, signed up using the promo code A A-Numbers yes. Game. Yes. Got us on the board. Thank
3: you to everybody who signed up using the promo code A-N-G. Thank you for bringing that up, Kelly. Here we were making a big deal about it. And we should absolutely... We play. got
2: a feel. We got a feel. Appreciate
3: you. Um, shout out to Iga Shvjantek. World number two after 75 straight weeks at world at uh, number one wins her 16th tournament at the age of 22, her sixth 1,000 event. She already has four slams. Who's number one? Sabalenka. That won't uh. that won't last long. The way Iga played, it was she basically told the entire tour. Hope you enjoyed that while it lasted. She'll be the goat. All right. Mark my words. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Jesse Welch. Props to I believe it was Pritch in the offseason, who put the listeners onto A-Chan, Offensive Rookie of the Year, at 35-1 to 1 when I got it.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Did Pritch, did anyone recommend A-Chan? I, I didn't hear a single person. And how it, was, was he, he only, 35, was he to only one? 35
3: to How was he only 35-1 was the other part of that? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Martin Banz, Brother. We took a school field trip to Edwards Air Force Base in Mojave, California back in the 70s when the $6 million man was in its heyday, and we got to see the actual wreckage in person and original chase plane footage in its entirety. We were gods at recess the next
2: day. Gods. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> great one.
3: Tom Stephen, uh, how many points would you need to take Carolina this week? Oh, yeah, that's a great question.
2: Oh, great question. Because I guessed 17. Um, at least 21. Look, I'm being dead serious. At least 21 points, I would. I'm
3: being dead serious too. And by the way, it's because of the way Miami can score, right? It's like they will; it will come in bunches.
2: And that 13 and a half is gone. It's fourteen now, everywhere. Yeah, fourteen everywhere. Oh, last one
3: here. D Gen Southern Gent. Hey Kelly, if it makes you feel any better, while at Georgia Tech, Calvin Johnson patented a water treatment system that brought clean drinking water to millions of destitute Africans and he didn't see a dime from it. He's not only a beast, but also a hero.
2: See, better better reason for him to being a hero. You're right. That's actually a great thing he's done. Wow. I've really what have I done with my life? Absolutely nothing. And he played played at Georgia Tech too. Is that they were still in the triple option days, right? Yeah. Remember all those great wide receivers oh. rolling through there? They're like Paul Johnson, was that the name of the head coach at the time? Was that his name? I don't
3: even what? remember. Why, but why are you making it like Kelly Bidlin versus Calvin Johnson? Like, Couldn't we all maybe. say this? <laughs> it's,
2: about just, it's just comical. Oh, okay. he's, because he's like my same age. We're the oh, same age. I
3: see. Because I think we could all say that. Like, look what he's done with his life. What other
2: wide receivers? There was like three wide receivers that rolled through that offense. Remember that? It was like the triple option. They finished the season with like 11 catches and then went to the NFL. We're all like stars. <laughs> Uh, I got to look that up. Now. I do. Well, look it up the the Barry Sanders Calvin
3: Johnson thing is one of the greatest things ever. I know Detroit Lions fans have mixed
2: feelings yeah. about it, but
3: they were both like,
2: "Well, no, I, we you were." Could, the, look, you can hold both thoughts in, in in your head at the same time. You can be angry as a fan. They retired.
3: We dominated the sport at our position. We never won a damn thing. We've made tons of money.
2: They're See tired you.
3: of. We're tired of getting
2: hit. See you later. Yeah, like right. getting hit all the time. Probably not fun. And we're both in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. See you later. 425 Eastern Lions at Bucks.
3: Lions at Bucks. 4 and 1 Lions, 3 and 1 Bucks. Who want to buy golf, by the way, and a victory over the Panthers? 20 of 28 for 236. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Uh, two carries for zero yards, but a touchdown. Montgomery, fantasy guy for everybody. He's doing great this year. 19 for 109 and a touchdown. Two catches for 20. Lions were plus three in turnovers. That led to plus twenty one Detroit net points. I will say Detroit minus three on the road at Tampa, who was idle this
2: week. Yeah, good call. I believe it opened two and a half or three. Three, it's three and a half at DraftKings now in favor of the Lions.
3: Wow, this is the week with
2: the most static of all lines. Like these are so close to three on a lot of these. Yeah.
3: Alright, really
2: prime time now? We're prime time games? Yeah, prime time Sunday night Giants at Bill's. Not oh, three.
3: Jeez. <laughs> Subjected to the Giants yet again. Boy, I'll tell you, the, uh, the I have two alt-season win totals from before the season. The Washington alt-over, 8.5, not not looking so good, but this Giants under looks great. Giants are 1-4 after their loss to Miami. Daniel Jones, before he got hurt, 14 of 20 for 119. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked six times. Terod Taylor was 9 of 12 for 86 in relief. They gave up 524 total yards. They were out game 524 to 268. Not quite a doubling up, but almost. And Miami was plus three in turnovers that led to plus ten, uh, plus ten points in that game for the Dolphins. Uh, and then Buffalo, as we talked about, lose to Jacksonville in London in Tottenham. Allen twenty seven forty for three fifty nine and defeat two touchdowns, one pick. He was not sacked four for fourteen on the ground for a touchdown. Diggs eight for one twenty one and a touchdown. Gabe Davis six for hundred in a touchdown. Buffalo will not be quite as big a favorite as Miami is against Carolina. But I will say that they are two touchdown favorites, 14, which they are. I'm, not not as big as my guess. My guess was 17. Right. Miami was actually 14. Yes. I will say Buffalo then will also be 14. Okay. But if you said no, but if, no, let me adjust that then. So if you said Buffalo is 14, oh, excuse me, Miami's 14. Yeah. Buffalo can't be 14. They got to be 13. They
2: are 15. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I think I would think of it the same way you are. Like I'm yeah, surprised. I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised the Bills are more heavily favored against the Giants than the Dolphins are against the Panthers.
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought it would have been a tick the other way. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And
2: well, I we're, guess we we're don't... talking about a point between 14 and 15. Yeah, here's but still.
3: The, here's the other question: Like, I don't know what Daniel Jones' status is, but like, if it's Terod Taylor, are they any worse off?
2: I don't think no, they that is, I, Okay, I, I usually get kind of uh, upset with some of these com- comparisons yeah. about, like, backups being worth more. Yeah. I think Terod Taylor is one of these guys. That is, you are break-even at worst with Terod Taylor filling in right, T- now. Terod, right now.
3: Terod Taylor in his career, which has been, you know, journeymanish, ish peripatetic-ish, mm-hmm. he has one great skill. Do you know what that skill is in his whole career? He does not turn the ball over. Yep. He does not turn the I ball. I mean, look. Like
2: for an offense that has, that is that is short on weapons, the fact that you can just run the ball more consistently and better yeah. uh, with him, with his legs, it, that that just helps. It's going to help any offense that's struggling.
3: All right, right Monday Gi- night. Giants, the last team not to take an offensive snap with the lead thus far this season. Oh. Thirty-one other teams have taken an offensive snap with yeah. the lead. Giants have not done that yet.
2: Man. All right, Monday night. Cowboys at Chargers.
3: Three and two Cowboys against the two and two Chargers, who had the week off. The Cowboys who got housed by the uh, Niners last night. Dak, fourteen of twenty-four, one touchdown, three picks last night, three sacks. And again, Dallas only mustering eight first downs against the Niners. They were outgained four twenty-one to one ninety-seven, one seventy to fifty-seven on the ground. They were minus three in turnovers that led to plus fourteen. San Francisco net points. So I will do this this way, because this is a tough line to make. I think of all the games this week, this is the toughest.
2: Well, you got so many, there's so many injury question marks on the Chargers side still that we don't really know because they had a bye week. So if Dallas was
3: at home in this game, I think it would be an easier line to make, and I would say Dallas minus four. And so I want to make this Dallas minus two
2: on the road. Ding, 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 ding. That's what it is. Two, two and a half right now. Yep. Okay. Okay. So Dallas, interesting. I really don't. I don't know what to do with this game. I, I, this is another one. I think like last night, I can't wait to watch it. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything with it betting wise. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this game. You gotta First of all, the Chargers, how can you touch any game the Chargers so, are involved That's what I was going to say. I, I'm still, I'm looking for, I think I'm looking right now in my head for a dancing partner with the Commanders for a teaser. This would make a lot of sense. You're catching two at home, tease them up, but I don't try to even trust the Chargers to cover a teaser like Oh,
3: you already called the Commanders as a uh, teaser leg? Yeah,
2: I just, I, I don't know who I'm going to pair it with yet. I, I think, I, I think I'm going to play that.
3: Oh, catching nine-ish against Atlanta or whatever it is, eight and a half, whatever yeah. it is now.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Heineke revenge game? No, no, He's not It's just, I, I mean, it, it's it's nothing at the Falcons. And, and, and Ritter did have he had his best game ever yesterday. But you're these spots. It's the same sort of line you were catching with with the with the Texans. I'll tease it up. I'm gonna keep teasing up against the Falcons.
3: Okay, so who's on a buy? Green Bay and Pittsburgh is on a buy or on buys next week. So this is the first time at the end of guessing lines this year where I've asked the question. So what do you like best? And usually the first the first five weeks of this season. First four weeks, however long we've done guessing lines, I rattled off teams. This week, I don't know what I like. Like, I like Miami, which is ridiculous, right? That's the chalkiest chalk thing ever. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on Seattle, catching the points against Cincinnati. And I'm God, do I really want to lay these gone. points with San Francisco on the road against Cleveland? I just am not sold on Cleveland.
2: I mean, another it's another game full of injury questions, right? I mean, what's Deshaun Watson's status? You would assume he's but he's fine this week, but you're assuming. (laughs) Patriots Raiders under I like I like that one, but we haven't seen the Raiders play tonight. By the way, if you make the Raiders more than three, I'm grabbing the Patriots. Hate to say it, I mean, come on, what an awful game.